Welcome to Formative, the show where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. On the show today, we have Deborah O'Connell. She's president of Networks for Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution and is behind the scenes bringing us some of the movies and shows we love the most. We're excited to hear all about her career and what she loves about her work. I'm Rachel Gazdick of New York Edge, and my co-host today is Takira from MS375. Takira, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Hi, my name is Takira, and I like to be called Anaya, and I like cooking, I like swimming, and I like just being conversative to people. Okay, so Takira, tell me, are you excited to speak with our guest today? Yes, I was actually excited when they told me who she was because I'm a really big fan of Disney. So, like, I always had a lot of questions for who was really behind the set of it, basically. Okay, so why don't we welcome our guest, Miss Deborah O'Connell? Thank you so much for being here, Deb. So, Takira, what's your first question for Deborah? Question for her is Can you just give us a little bit more details about your responsibilities for the job? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Takira, really appreciate your time and thanks for your energy. I love to hear that you are a big fan of Disney. Thank um, you. I, uh, I have the great fortune of overseeing our television networks as well as our television state. We have a variety of different businesses that expand off of different brands that are our networks, as well as opportunities in the multi-platform space that we focus on to make sure that we're driving our incredible content directly to consumers in any way they want to experience it. So I have the great fortune of overseeing, when I say our multi-platform linear networks, that is ABC, ESPN, FX networks, Freeform, National Geographic, networks and the Disney channels. In addition to all of those wonderful networks that have such a diverse array of programming, I also oversee our television stations, such as WABC Channel 7, that's right here in New York City, and possibly a station and some of these channels that, Takira, you may have watched in the most recent present as well as in the past, and I hope that you continue in the future. I also oversee National Geographic Editorial and Media, which is our magazines and our digital as well as social platforms. That's amazing, because I also like to watch um, National Geographic, so I like to learn about the animals, so I'm glad that you're the person that like helps me learn more about animals. Deborah, can you talk a little bit to us about your day-to-day job and what's involved and what you do? So thank you so much, Rachel. Yes, my my day-to-day is very interesting and intriguing. I have the opportunity to not only collaborate with an amazing team, which allows me to have several conversations and meetings about what our plans are for the day and week, weeks, months, and sometimes year to come. Our conversations and decision-making are around what kind of content we're focused on a regular basis. So we make sure that ties nicely to our brands and then ties back to some marketing initiatives. Each and every day, we think about how we're inspiring our teams. I have an opportunity to reach so many employees at once, given messaging and direction. And at the same time, each team is responsible for a variety of different focal points. And again, that's making sure that one, We are on the air 24-7. We are focused on bringing great content to our consumers and our fans and followers on a regular basis, as well as an opportunity to give creative direction. So a suggestion on how to cover a story or a story we should cover or how to 
take an opportunity inside of a particular show to be able to use that to talk about another creative execution across the company. So getting to do those fun things and creative announcements and also tying back to content that's really fun, wonderful, engaging for our audiences. It's quite a bit of a day-to-day, a mix of operations, business, creative, probably I would say the trifecta of the best of all worlds. What steps did you have to take to get to the stage you are now? Was it difficult? This industry, the television and content business, which has many forms, right? There's entertainment, there's news and information, there's the to your point, Takira, the educational piece, right? we think of the exploration of wildlife and cultures, as well as great opportunities to connect in interesting content. I always, when I was young, of your age, likely, maybe even a few years before, I would sneak out of my bedroom at night and watch television all night long. I'm not recommending you do that, but it's something that I would do and watch late night shows. And this is when there was no cable. The cable was just about starting. So we didn't have it in my home at first. So it was literally three broadcast networks and uh, just a few stations here in the New York area where I grew up. And over the course of time, I realized that this was an industry that had a lot of opportunity, meaning you could be on the creative side, you could be on the business side, you could be in a variety of different roles and learn the industry in really a unique and creative way. So I had an opportunity when I went off to college to spend some time focused on the business. I first went for broadcast telecommunications. So I really wanted to understand what was behind the broadcast industry from television, but also radio. And then from a content perspective, also film. So took a variety of coursework and then also focused my internships in the industry. So worked really hard to make my first step into the business. And from there, found an opportunity a few years later to join the Walt Disney Company. At that time, Walt Disney had just purchased ABC and ESPN. So I took a job at their ABC radio station. Um, Back then, it was more of the traditional radio sense of broadcasting, but now we have a variety of different ways to distribute our content like you're doing today. That being said, I love television so much that I looked for every opportunity in the company to make the transition after my first two years in radio or Disney over to our television group. And from there, I moved to a variety of different roles over the course of 25 years. Wow. Last month, I celebrated my 25th anniversary here at Disney. And I have had the great fortune of just put hard work and um, creative thinking and really becoming what I call, and many of us call, a student of the business, right? Continuing to educate myself in the industry and understanding what a variety of different life stages are interested in content, whether it's young kids or teenage children who are growing like yourself and are interested in a variety of different content to adults and families and more, I would say, family-focused content to edgy content to sports, right? Something that so much brings so many people in the world together. So like, how do you, you and your team work together to put things on track and make sure that you're doing the job right and stuff like that? Like, how do y'all come with communication and leadership together? Tara, that's a great question. Really great question. One, it's a lot of structure. You know, when we not only focus on what is our strategy for any particular issue or opportunity we're trying to tackle, and around that structure is what are checking points, what are our deadlines for deliverables, because when you work in a business like ours, the media industry, if it's television, we're filling 24 hours in a day, 
seven days a week. So we're constantly thinking about the opportunities about what's next and deadlines of picking certain things up to deadlines of getting a story on the air in a particular newscast. So it is very much being responsible to each other because there are different parts of the equation that have to come together. And communication is regular meetings, a lot of correspondence via email and confirmation, as well as secondarily, but equally as important, focused on the strategy for the future. So a lot of collaboration, conversation, and also following trends of consumers, like thinking about what, what are the kind of things they want to watch? How do they want to follow us? Do certain consumers want to watch us on television and others on our streaming platforms? And how do we best connect with them along the way? But it's regular conversation. And when you say leadership, it's making sure that you're giving great direction, but also inspiring your teams as much as possible. When you were my age, did you know this is what you wanted to do? Like, did you have any other dream job that you were like focused on? So I thought about this industry quite a bit. I just thought television and film were such an escape from my day to day because sometimes things at home weren't wonderful. So it gave me an opportunity to think about a world outside of the one I was in at that moment. And really was a great escape, if you will. And at the same time, as I thought about my career, I was going down two paths. Did I want to focus on a career in television and media with the potential of film and radio and all that it's turned out to be very much an extremely positive dream, if you will, because how lucky am I to think about something I want to do and to be able to focus on that and work hard to get there. I know we can all do that. But also I did think about the medical field, as well as a focus on anthropology and a study of other cultures. So when I was actually getting ready to graduate from college and I had just started working in the industry, I had to make a decision. Do I do something like go and join the Peace Corps and really help people around the world? Or do I follow my passion in the framework of the media industry? And I had an opportunity because of some of the work I was already doing between internships and relationships in the industry that I had established to taking everyone's advice on networking, that I had a job opportunity and, and I went that direction, which was certainly the best decision I could have made. But I think it's really good to contemplate different opportunities because for anyone your age to cure, there's just a wonderful world ahead and many opportunities. And it's about focus and hard work, but also raising your hands and asking for help and support um, whenever you can. I feel really amazed by your job and I'm just like really happy that you can show us and you're explaining to me and I'm just like, wow, like he really went this far to to like amaze the world, such as little kids like me, just as teens period and adults and stuff like that to like watch kids movies and still be amazed by it, but I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud. Just to get off that same part when you were a little younger, like when you were my age, how much of your future plans did you have figured out? I had certain aspirations. I should say I certainly had aspirations and very specific ones. And at the same time, I knew there were a lot of steps I would have to take to get there because it is an investment of time, energy, and finances to go to college, but there are great ways to consider doing that. I did a lot of research on how I could afford to go to school. I didn't have the financial 
financial backing of a family who could do that. So I spent a lot of time figuring out how I could get there. I felt education was so important. It was such an opportunity. And I so enjoyed my time in college. I worked full time and went to school full time. And those were best decisions because it gave me an opportunity to think about what I wanted to do going forward. It made me realize that even though I had a bit of a hill to climb from an education perspective to be able to afford to do that. It inspired me to focus on my grades and to apply for scholarships and to think about all of those services that are out there to help us. And also to not think twice about asking for advice, help and support. It feels like you have to be brave to care right at your age to ask for all of those things. But I was one of those people that as shy as I was at that time, And you don't seem very shy, which is a really good thing to care. So you have a voice and a voice is so important. Even though I was shy, I made sure I had a voice when it came to my future because we're very lucky. You know, we have an opportunity of freedom here. So the fact that we can make decisions and have support along the way, even if it's support from others than family. Takira, one of the things that I want to share with your audience is how important internships are and work experience. What really brought it to life was an opportunity to work in the business, to see what I liked and didn't like about the industry. I made some really smart decisions based on being able to work in the business prior to graduating college and prior to making a decision about what path I wanted to go on. So I want to encourage everyone to consider that work experience at any age and also finding, if you can, a mentor or somebody who'd give you information about their industry, especially if it's an industry that you have interest in, helps you think about what those job opportunities are and everything's consistently evolving. So if you hear about something today, it may be different months down the road. So keeping in touch to be able to have that great connection and think about your future. But if you do what you love, and you enjoy it, you'll be that much more successful in the long run. Like, how did you feel knowing that you're almost there and you got it and, you know, you're going to have that stage, you know, to make kids love Disney? Like, how did you feel about it? Really great question, Kira. How does it feel? It feels pretty great, even on the really stressful days to be part of a company like this that brings great storytelling to so many. And Takira, can I ask you a question too? Yeah, sure. You said you're a big fan of Disney and you also mentioned that you love learning through National Geographic about various wildlife. What are some of your favorite things about Disney and about just animals and wildlife in general? Is there something on each? I like, with us? like different, like the movies about, like the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like those are like really, cause I love Marvel and I love the Avengers and stuff like that. So me watching it and like the big moment, it's amazing. And like the National Geographic, I like the ceiling, like about reptiles and stuff like that. And like turtles, cause I have turtles. So I like to learn more about them and like where they came from and like where they, like where they resigned that. So it was really cool. And like, also, I also have sisters and stuff like that. So they're babies and they listen to the, the docking stuff in and stuff like that. So it's really inspiring to my family. That's so great to hear, Takira. I remember when we first launched Doc McStuffin and my daughter was two and a half at the time. And I was so excited that she was going to have this wonderful television show to watch on Disney Junior about an inspirational young girl who loved everything about being a doctor and a veterinarian and all of the above, right? In the focus of that show. And I will tell you, I love our Marvel films too. 
I think it's personal, but like, do you have a favorite show or movie from Disney Plus or Disney in general? Yeah, that's a really great question. I feel very fortunate because I have many favorites across the different brands. Most recently, as I think about, we we just had a few different films released. One is Thor, Love and Thunder. So a fun Marvel sequel to the last Thor film. Really fun. Another is a, I wouldn't say it's actually a sequel. It comes from the Toy Story family, but Lightyear which is really fun. It's an origin story of Buzz Lightyear and the movie that young Andy and Toy Story watched that inspired him to buy the toy. And then our incredible scripted shows on FX, there's something called The Bear and another one called The Old Man. And they're really fun, creative programs that are a little more adults. So um, I'm not recommending those for you. I recommend everything else that I mentioned, but we have on Disney Plus, Zombies 3. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Yes. Okay. So don't get me wrong. Is Zombie 3 the one with the aliens? It is. It's a musical tied. There was Zombies 1 and 2 on Disney channels. And it's a kind of teen musical. It's really fun. It's really fun. That's amazing. Also, I have a question. So do you, do you get to like meet the voice actors or like the cartoons? Sometimes I do. Yes, we have an amazing TV animation group. And then we have an amazing casting group, as well as other animated parts of our company, like our Pixar team, who's incredible. All of our teams are incredible, I have to say. Again, we're very lucky. And then we have Disney animation, and then we have TV animation. We also have a great casting department who works with different talent. And just like you cast somebody on what we consider a live action show, we also cast people for voiceovers as characters in our animated shows and movies. The listeners may not know this, but like, how did you feel when you were given the guest of honor at New York Edge Gala? How did you feel about that? (laughs) Thank you for asking. It felt really wonderful. It was an honor to be asked and to be celebrated for giving back to an organization like the New York Edge. But I have to tell you, the New York Edge is so special and gives such an opportunity to young students to be able to think about careers in a variety of industries. And I have to tell you that Rachel's done such an amazing job in leading the New York Edge into continuing to advance, even during really challenging times. To be one of the first individuals honored at a back to in-person event after having to be virtual for a couple of years with COVID and the pandemic, it was even that much more special because I think it meant so much to all of us being together to celebrate what we know and what was an incredible fundraiser to the efforts of New York Edge. Wow. Thank you for explaining. You know, um, do you feel like you made a difference to everyone who loves Disney and companies under Disney? I do feel because of my love and internal collaboration, as well as external collaboration with our partners. I do feel very proud of my contributions, but I also feel very proud of the team I get to work with each and every day. It is such a team effort. Not any one of us is as great as the sum of all of our parts. We are a really fortunate organization. I think that Disney is special because of our people. And I feel very humbled and honored to be part of a company, but even more so a team, like the one that I have the opportunity to be part of and those that I lead. 
Wow. So this is a lot. This is amazing. Like me, I'm like, I look up to you. Like your job is amazing. And like, if I had the same job as you, I would be proud of myself. And and me sitting here watching you is amazing because I've always wanted, since I was younger, like who is making this happen? And it's amazing. What advice would you give to kids and young adults that may look up to you and what you've accomplished? Takira, thank you so much. I, uh, I will tell you, I have a few words of advice. And I will say it all starts with always having integrity. So doing the right thing in any business that you're in. And part of that is doing the right thing by your colleagues and your teammates and those that you work with and for. If you are, again, collaborative and you do everything with good intention, I do believe success will follow. I also mentioned earlier becoming a student of the business. Any industry you're in, be excited about it. Take in as much as possible. It's very easy today to find out information on any industry. Google really works. And again, you can find a lot. It is such a great resource to be able to, at the tip of your finger, be able to find information out about something. Use that to your advantage. And while you're going into any industry, when I mentioned being a student of the business and I mentioned having the opportunity to research or find out information, it's also finding out what opportunities there are from a career perspective, but also thinking about how you can advance in the future. So consistently focused on what you can do more of, what you can do better, advice and inspiration, always looking for inspiration. There are two very specific quotes that I love and I always follow. One is, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And to me, that means even if you are worried about making change or going into something different, the focal point there is not being afraid of change and knowing that there's change across every business and change across life consistently. So embracing that and finding the excitement in that, as opposed to looking at that as a stressful point. And the other quote I love, and I think this is something that goes to both professional and personal life is throw kindness like confetti. It's so much easier to be kind when you're handling even difficult situations. Sometimes that can be hard to always do, but keeping your mind on that makes the, the outcome of any situation that much better. So just a couple of those things, Takira and Rachel, that are really key as we th you think about you, Takira, your future and your opportunities across any business. In fact, Takira, do you have a passion that you would like to explore as you get and think about working? My passion is I like to do like cosmetics and stuff like that, like lotions or different hair products for babies. Not for just like regular teens, for like babies and like toddlers and stuff like that because like I really want to, since I'm inspired by my little sisters and stuff like that, I wanted to create something for them and like either babies that have eczema and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. How great, developing solutions. That's really exceptional to Kira. At the end of every show, we ask the same question. Deborah, if you could give advice to yourself when you were 13, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself? Be more confident about who you are and what you'll be in the future. I want our listeners today to know that it's such a pleasure to spend time with you, Takira. And you have made my day and my month and my year because I, when I think about how prepared 
and how knowledgeable you are and how engaging I realize our future's pretty bright with students like you leading the way. So thank you for that. And thank you to Rachel and the entire team at New York Edge for not only being a wonderful support and celebrating me as a person and a part of supporting your organization, but also for all of the work you do, and especially for that each and every day. It's really, it's so meaningful. It's all about our future and to cure you are our future. So I just want everyone to hear that as well as our listeners, right? Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Before we wrap this up, I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time to participate and show your kind heart and just like your love to this interview. And also, also thanks for the viewers and the audience for listening to this podcast. We from Formative appreciate it and we love you guys. Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick. My co-host today was Takira from MS375X in the Bronx. She was assisted by Corey Ash Bradford and Divine Garland. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by David Hoffman and Tasha Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.